Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that every week goes to the cinema, sees a couple of things, and goes um, goes back home, sees a couple of things, and says, this is what we've watched. Race them all out of five and says, who's won this week? Netflix vs. Cinema. This week, there is only really, really one big thing, and that is James Bond is back. James Bond is back. Daniel Craig is back for the final time <laughs> as James Bond, and uh, with no time to die. So, we usually kick off by asking, what have we seen in the cinema this week? I have seen No Time to Die. I went to a midnight showing and I've been paying for it every ever since <laughs> this, whole, this whole day. My body is letting me know, uh, yeah, yeah, we we don't do this anymore. There's a, there's a reason we don't do this anymore, especially when the film is two and a half hours long and finishes at three o'clock in the morning before we get home. Yes, so I have seen, in cinemas this week, I have seen No Time to Die. How about you guys? Sean? Okay, yeah, well, I went to see... I figured that you might do that, and if I'd have gone to a late one, I'd have probably fallen asleep because I've I found that now. With the late ones, I'm, I won't do late ones. You know, I know they have special ones, but I just don't enjoy them so much. Mm. I, um, so I figured you probably might do that one. So we're saving that for tomorrow. I'm going to go see that with Sharon and a few other friends, yeah. we decided. So we'll, we'll do it. It'd be like a, an expedition. Yeah, um, yeah. So, but so I decided I saw what was out, and there wasn't a lot out what we'd seen before. I was so I actually watched a movie called Sweetheart. Oh, Sweetheart. Okay, now Sean, Sweetheart, you yes. have this. You have this um, uncanny ability to go and find films in the cinema that I did not <laughs> even know existed. <laughs> now, I'm not sure whether that yep. is a, a case of the cinema that's close to where I am, as I often say almost every week, being rubbish, and meaning that uh, meaning that I just can't like you know. I just don't get to know about these films. But yeah, I, mm. I've heard nothing, nothing of Sweetheart. And anything. Sharon, how about you? I didn't see anything at the cinema this week. The only one on option was Sweetheart. There was nothing else new that we haven't already reviewed. And I, I didn't really fancy it. So I gave Cinema a miss this week. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's the it's the big film effect, isn't it? Like it happens. We've mentioned this whenever a Marvel movie is released, and everybody goes, "Oh, we're not releasing a film that week." <laughs> it's like, what's the point? And I think the big one is James Bond because James Bond has been delayed and delayed and delayed. At least it's had at least two release dates I can remember that were, that got delayed because of the pandemic. Yeah, and fi- finally, it's here, and I think, hang on, don't worry, I'm still here. I had a battery die on me. So, yeah. And but fi- I thought, having seen herself, Our Ladies, um, the, uh, there's another one, these sort of quite low budget female centric films, mm. I just did not fancy another one. You didn't so, fancy Sweetheart. I believe Sweetheart to Sean. Yeah. And he can do the girl power this week. And I was going to, yeah, I was going to stay home and eat. Yeah. It's, it's a shame, really, because I think. You, I, I was thinking that you may have quite enjoyed this. Okay. Not, I, I, had, I could be wrong, but um, I, I, anyway, when I, when I review it, we can. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, Sharon, tell us what have you seen at home this week? So, I saw a film on Sky Cinema. It's called The Edge of the World. It's quite a new release, with uh, starring Jonathan Rhys Myers and Dominic Monaghan. All right. Okay. Prince cool. You see, oh, yeah, my thing is Jonathan Rhys Myers. Whenever, whenever anybody says that name, I have to stop for a second and go, Jonathan Rhys Myers, not John Rhys Davis. 
Yes, not Gimli, <laughs> two, but... <laughs> two different people. Two different people, very, very different people. Yes, and, very different. And, and I feel like, depending on which one of them is in the film, you know you're going to have a totally different type of film. <laughs> How about you, Sean? What did you see at home? At home, I finally watched... Uh, I managed to watch season two of Pennyworth. Ooh. So, yeah, I know. I so, you, I mean, you were was, quite taken with the first season, weren't you? I was quite taken with the first one. I mean, I did, I did see a couple early on. I've sort of been watching them, but I actually managed to... to because it was, I was watching them quite sporadically, you know, like you know, like sometimes rather than binging, I've actually, I've actually managed to fin to finish it now. So, because there's right. quite a lot of episodes as well, <laughs> so takes oh, so time. They, well, they they gave you more episodes after the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And um, there's a few seasons out at the moment. I've noticed where they're doing, they're releasing an episode a week as yeah. opposed to releasing the whole thing. Um, yeah. So I'm watching, obviously, Walking Dead. I am too, Sharon. The Last Man. Ooh. Oh, why Ooh. the last bird? Oh, Ooh. that they're like dropping an episode a week rather than the yeah. whole thing. So yeah. I'm watching yeah. that comes out. How many have we got left on Walking Dead? I think there's probably another ten or so to go. Oh, wow! If it's a full season, yeah. there may be twenty-two episodes, and they've only done the first five or something. Five, yeah. So there could be that there's going to be if it's full full season. Yeah, they're going on till next year. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and as we know, I obviously <laughs> love The Walking Dead. You're, yeah, you're so about, over The Walking Dead. I love talking about The Walking Dead. Oh, yay, let's talk some more about The Walking Dead. Yay, great thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> I wonder what they're going to do different that's going to be different this time. Hey, well, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> there anyway, might be zombies in it, you know. <laughs> there, there might be zombies, there might be it. Never mind, never mind. We can, you can go back into our archive and you can listen to other shows about me whinging about The Walking Dead. Like, like so. Mm. Yeah, yeah, just just whinging about it. All right, cool. So let's kick off. Let's kick off in cinema as we usually do. Kick off in cinema and let's kick off with... Um, Ah, I'll get my timer on for five minutes because I was. Th I think we're probably going to do this again when you guys actually see it and come back. Yeah, with we'll the... do a special. Yeah, yeah. I, I think oh, yeah. I think when you guys come back, when you see it, you 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 tell me what you think about it. I think we'll probably do something on that. Um, so five minutes. We're going to talk about No Time to Die, the twenty fifth Bond movie, the twenty fifth Bond movie that I started watching at one minute past midnight this morning, Ooh. and it is um. So obviously it's been publicized. This is Daniel Craig's final movie. This is like you know the twenty fifth Bond. There's been a whole bunch of stuff that's been going on in it, and I think uh, and this is a film that I I feel like they, there's some things that they have in this film that if it was released when it was originally released, would have become like would have been like you know earth shattering because it's like the way it's done. But because of the because of the amount of time, they probably made this film two to three years ago stifling this for two to three that's been a lot of time for stuff to come out and for spoilers to come out and for things that would have been like oh my god that just blew my mind that happened in the film or in the story of the film to well that, that it's, it's some of it has been leaked about like for instance there's a lady called Lashana Lynch who plays a character she is in the trailers you see her she is the she's the new double O agent and you know the fact that James Bond has retired and all that and all this stuff has sort of seeped through it seeped through so some things are not as shocking as they would be but I have to say I absolutely loved this I absolutely loved I was watching this and and I know that right now as I'm saying this I know that I am running a massive risk I am running a massive risk I can see Sean's face right now I run a massive risk of overhyping something so when you actually go and watch it you think 
it's a bunch of rubbish because it was totally overhyped. This has been getting a lot of rave reviews across the board. And this is one of the few times when I think it is totally deserved. It is totally deserved. Daniel Craig is going out on a high. I mean, this film, I think it is possibly... Uh, and this is the way I had to put it. This is possibly the best film ever with a character called James Bond in it. Really? That's yes. quite high yeah. praise. Yeah, mm. I, I, it might not be the best Bond film because you know when you talk about a Bond film, people have certain things that they expect. You're mm. going to have this. You're going to have three women. You're going to have <clears throat> a bad. Uh, they're going to have three women that sleep with James Bond. There's going to be one woman for the opening sequence. There's going to be one woman halfway through who's actually affiliated with a bad person who he sleeps with anyway, and then she's going to die at some point. And there's going to be the woman that he, he finishes off with in the final. In the final, there's all these different things that you expect from a Bond. film film and that becomes very very particular to each person and people think oh yeah this is what I want for my Bond film that's what I want for my Bond film this throws a lot of the things that usually happen in a Bond film away but it brings some of the things back almost like in a very very traditional classy way there is one particular scene that they have that which I'm going to call the Hall of M and the way in which they do it it is so classy that I'm just kind of I was just kind of sitting in the cinema going oh Oh, oh my God, that's so great. But the notes I had to make, the notes I had to make, I think the opening sequence that lead up to the, okay, so the traditional James Bond title sequence, the opening sequence that leads up, the pre-credits that leads up to the opening sequence, I think it's a hell of an opening. I think it's an absolute hell of an opening. The way it cuts, the way it goes into the song and everything, I'm like, okay, cool, that's good. And the, the, Daniel Craig, he's played the only Bond with an arc. So if you think about all the other James Bonds, like all their films pretty much existed in silos where yeah. what happened in one film didn't affect what happened in the next film. And, and Daniel Craig is the only one who has an arc that goes from the first film. And by his fifth film, they're still talking about things that happened in the first mm. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the only one who's done that. And they have been, and this is the most emotional Bond I think I've ever seen. And in other films, they have tried during Daniel Craig's arc to make you care about Bond's upbringing or Bond's life, especially in Skyfall. And I did not think it it worked because per, pers- personally for me, I know Skyfall is loaded. I think Skyfall is, I, I I think Skyfall is overrated, quite frankly. But in this film, I think they nailed it. I think that they nailed that final thing where they're like, okay, we're going to give you something about Bond's inner life. And I'm like, this actually works. This actually works. And it's a lot more of an ensemble piece than most other Bond movies in that there's other characters that pop up. And at the end of the film, you're just kind of like, I want to see more of that character. I want to see more, like, uh, there's Anna Dion, Marcy shows. I want to see more of her. I definitely want to see more of Lashana Lynch's character. And it's and it's like it's kind of like, you know, most of the films, most of the Bond films, it's all about him. And everybody else is just serving whatever he wants to do. And they don't really have anything or a moment to shine or anything like that. I feel like in all of in this one, everybody has a moment to shine. Q does, M does, Money Penny has a little bit of a moment. Mm-hmm. It's just really, really well done. I, I, I think the action is done quite well, and I think Daniel Craig has never been better. He sells everything in this film. Oh, he sells good. the emotional bits believable. I, I was, as I said, the film is about two and a half hours long, and hang on, that is it. Telling me my five minutes are up. So, the, the, the just for roundup, the film's about two and a half hours long, and. I had to keep checking my watch, not because I was getting bored, because I was like, seriously, two and a half hours? But it seems to be flying by. Is it? Oh, yeah, we have been here wow. a while. So, yeah, all in all, I, I, I really, really enjoyed this film. I, as I said, it might just be like, you know, recency stuff happening, or maybe I'm just high on being watching a film at midnight. But 
I think it might be, for my money, the best James Bond film ever made. Ooh, ooh, cool. so, wow, that's yeah. excellent. Yeah. And now I'll leave you guys to go watch it and then you can totally tell me, for goodness sake, Toast, that was a bunch of rubbish. How dare you? Since when does James Bond have feelings? But... <laughs> Because Bond has been one of those slightly problematic films, hasn't it? I mean, has, I, remember, I went through a phase when I didn't see anything after Goldeneye yep. until Daniel Craig. I yep. think the Goldeneye was the last cinema release I saw. And then I might have seen a few in between, but I certainly am not a completist and I've seen all of them. Yep. And I've seen all of the Daniel Craig ones, but there's a gap where I just haven't seen... I didn't see any of the Jeremy... Not a, Timothy Dalton. I haven't seen those ones. You haven't Basically, seen the Timothy Shirley Dalton? Ba- no, since Shirley Bassey stopped singing the theme songs, I've, really, <laughs> I've got what? a gap in my knowledge. So I'm one of these people who've like, knew, grew up with it, yeah. as we all did. And then sort of every now and then I sort of will make a nodding acquaintance with Bond without mm. getting too closely involved. Yeah. And then I've sort of had a nodding acquaintance with um, Daniel Craig's Bond. Yeah. But because, you know, so... For me with Bond, I'll watch it. I'm sorry. Mm. Yeah, for me with Bond, it is basically Sean Connery is Bond. I watched the only good Roger Moore one is Live and Let Die, which was written for Sean Connery. The rest I just cannot remember, and I think they're a load of tosh. Um, I really, really liked the two Timothy Dalton ones. I thought yeah, they were I agree. great. Back I think he was Bond. a good Bond, yeah. And Pierce Brosnan, I haven't got a clue about. So, <laughs> and I've read it. I couldn't even tell you. It's just about invisible car. I think someone was talking today and said, "Oh, I like the one with the invisible car." And I'm like, oh, "Yeah, right, that, okay. that that was to, that was um, die another day." And okay. that that that, but, that went. Mm, there's there's, would, one, there's one particular would, scene yeah, where, where, where you just where you just think it's time for Pierce Brosnan to go. <laughs> I will totally, totally. I just yeah, no, I, I don't. I didn't like the Brosnan stuff, and I wouldn't. I, I'd really struggle in a film quiz if it was Brosnan and James Bond. I wouldn't have a clue. Now, oh, oh, Craig Craig's bought it straight back. Really, I think. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Track. Okay, so no, you you know you you just raised a big point because obviously there was a lot of stuff I had to say, and we might talk mm. about this again next week. But the, with most bonds, you, you just raised the point that you do not remember what the hell happens in them. You don't remember no. what the plot was. You don't remember who the bad guy was. You don't remember what they were trying to do. You don't remember what he was trying to stop. You might remember moments, or he jumped on alligators, or he kicks a car off a cliff, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. You might remember, but you don't remember what the hell the storyline was, and and. and and also, also, the women have nothing to do. I mean, mm-hmm. if I'm going to be That's totally true. honest. Yeah. And in this film, this is a film that I think I will remember the plot of this film over and above all the other Bond films. Mm-hmm. I think, like, even Dr. No. What the hell was Dr. No doing? I can't remember. He's going to take over the world, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they all want to take over the world. Why? How? How? No, no, no one knows. But this one, I think I will, this one, I think I will, I will remember. This, uh, I will remember. Yeah. And it's, and that says a lot. And also, the women in this film, they've sort, they've sorted it out. I think they sort, they finally, because every time a Bond film comes up, they go, oh yeah, the women in this film, they're going to be different. They're going to have their own thing. And, and they say it over and over again, and it's a lie. The women come out and it's the same old Bond nonsense. But the women yeah. in this film, it, it's almost as if they watched Black Panther, which people have referred to as the James mm-hmm. Bond of the MCU. It's, is it, and, is it it's, they, not, it's, it's not too in your face, is it? The the female side of it. I mean, no. not like. Oh, sure. Of, that's good. Sorry, no, I don't mean that horridly. No, no, <laughs> I know. When it's when it's done, when it's done obvious, well, it's like you know, it's like yeah. If it's done well, it's absolutely terrific. But when it's like, we know why that's in there. That is just yeah. too too like I don't know what what the word is too. Yeah, 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 no. It's it's always it's always like it's always too preachy. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. too preachy. But no, that that with, isn't. As, 
I think as you alluded to, Tozin, when with a lot of these Bond films, you get the feeling that everyone, everyone who isn't Bond is like in a waiting area, waiting for their scene. They don't have a life outside mm. of what you see. No, no, and I but... feel like with Money Penny, she's one of these people, she's like reading her, reading a book, which is doing her nails. And then as soon as she hears the door go, she's like, oh, pretend to be typing. Oh, James, oh, finally you're here. Now I have purpose. <laughs> the only work she does is those sort of 10 minutes between when he's coming in and out. And you get the feeling that as soon as he's gone, she's like feet up and doing her nails and reading a book again. She doesn't have a life outside of what you see on the screen. And yeah. if that, They've made, and I'm good with him. I get the feeling that he pops up. Oh, look at this gadget. Oh, look, lovely. Ooh. Or Q, or whatever the name is, whichever one it is. It's like, oh, look at this. Honestly, no, no I, think, I think full, full like, marks to oh. Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, and Phoebe Waller Bridge, who she, she wrote Fleabag. She, she created Fleabag and um, Killing Eve. And she did some work on the script for this. And there's mm, some okay. lines. There's some lines that she, that I end up like, that is a Phoebe Waller Bridge line. That's <laughs> is, is, that is totally. Yeah. What? Wasn't she involved in Rogue One as well? Uh, she what she played a character in Rogue One. I thought she, she was involved done, in the writing. She, well. she might have done some script work because that does sound like her. Uh, mm. Yeah, uh, there's some lines. There's there's one particular line that Anna D. Armas says, and I'm like, that is a total Phoebe Waller Bridge line. And I and I think it's everybody in this film has something to do. They're not showing up if they don't yeah. have something to do. And I think that that is just really, 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 really well done. And. It, and I, I'm glad I've gone through that without giving any spoilers whatsoever because yeah. mm-hmm. this is a very this is an easy there's so much spoilerific yeah, stuff spoilerific there's, there's so much, but, but I'm gonna I'm gonna move on from that move on from that so that is it no time to die you guys go see it tomorrow come back next week and tell me how wrong I got it so <laughs> so yeah tell me how wrong I got it so now we go over to Sharon and Sharon this week you saw I've forgotten the title already the, sorry no there's no definitive article it's called Edge of the World Edge of the world. <gasps> oh, that's the problem. That, I keep, I keep sorry, thinking Ed of Tomorrow. Is that's not the one where he goes to Sarawak? Is it? Is that? Yeah. Is that, that I've seen that. I watched that. That's, I've watched. I watched that. Come on. Oh, you brilliant. can review it with me then. Because... Yeah. Yeah. No. Cool. Yeah. No. I watched that. That's another thing I watched. See, I forget about half these things. Yeah. 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 At. Oh well, that's good because um, I'm not sure if I've got an awful lot to say about it. But um, <laughs> okay, yeah, so it's basically, and the time is on. It's basically set in the early Victorian age, 1830s. And there's, um, he's a British ex-army man, I get the feeling, that, and he heads to what we call as Borneo um, to, to explore sort of British interests, effectively, um, what, what resources they have and what they can take advantage of. And he's there, and they discover that all the local peoples are being plagued by pirates, are the river pirates or are these tribes and these people who basically are causing mayhem along the main river and he gets involved and without giving going into the minutiae he is basically fated and welcomed as someone who you know really has a passion for the people who live there and he is elevated to the position of raja of sarawak isn't it Sarawak, I think, yeah, or Brunei. I think it's yeah. Sarawak, yeah. It's one of the you've got in in Borneo, you've got two Malaysian colonies, Sabah and Sarawak, and the other's owned by Indonesia. And I'm pretty sure it's Sarawak. Is, yeah, because he's one. he's given this position by the Sultan of Brunei or his mm. representative, and you see basically the conflict is east meets west, the 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 interests of the British Empire at that time about expanding Victoria's empire, um, and his. Again, with his conflict of becoming involved with the, 
the local populations and finding out what's best for them, as well as sort of meeting the needs of, you know, his his nation. Uh, so, and it, it deals with his interpersonal relationships with different members of of the community he lives with, and how he sort of calls on his, you know, what's home? Is it is home where you live? Or it's home where you're from, and it's those sort of you get that sense of conflict between, you know, where he's from and where he is now. Oh, cool, cool, good stuff. So, so, uh, so historical. Can so you tell us, Johnny, a bit more? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's 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 a bit historical. So it's basically, I mean, what intrigued me about this is uh, this is the man who would be king, that great Sean Connery yeah. and Michael Caine film. That's yep. what intrigued me about this. This is sort of based on that, and you've got um, the the man who. I don't know who's the actor. Who's the actor who plays the, the Jonathan Rhys Meyers? Yeah, and um, you've so, so he's like becomes a bit of pro- probably a bit of a megalomaniac, and he's got his his friend, his corporal, his, his buddy, who's was oh, I don't know who that actor is Dominic Moynihan. Dominic, that's it. Well done, thanks, Sharon. I, you're totally, <laughs> totally so reliable, so cool. Um, I'm glad you're. <laughs> so yeah, and I mean, there's a lot. He's, it's like Sharon said. He's he's sort of more down to earth. He's more grounded, and he's saying, "Hey, come on." And then you get some more people come along. I found, for me, my personal feelings on the film were it had moments, but on the whole, it was uh, some of the time it was like, it, I don't know, I didn't really know where it was going. And I wasn't truly convinced by the by the acting. For, for me, I mean, from a personal point of view. And yeah, there were moments in it. The thing is why I think I didn't, I probably didn't put it down as review because I was sort of half watching it if you know what i mean so i wasn't i mean sometimes i can do that i can start something watch it and get totally totally engrossed in it this yeah this didn't grab me this didn't have the hook if you know what i mean so yeah. well i'm glad you said that because i had to, i was watching it but i had the same feeling that mm. as terms of like a strong narrative i didn't feel to me like it had a strong enough narrative that i actually understood exactly what's going on because when they first say like the river and there's like the few fights and things it's fights, like yeah. hey we're going to make you a raj and i'm thinking mm. Have I missed something? What did he do? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> to yeah. warrant. Because all he did yeah. is like he sailed up, landed around, a few people like a few pops and bangs. It's bangs, like, that's hey, it. You've yeah. saved us all. I thought, is that it? Is that what he did? And I was I think I missed some of the the subtlety or or that just wasn't there. And then part of the storylines I thought they had it was a bit heavy handed with the whole, you know, British Empire mm. bad, local empire good, good versus, yeah. you know, your yeah. your power hungry resource hungry nutters and then and we're all good because you know i thought I, sometimes that was a little bit clumsy for me because i think you put that really well yeah yeah clumsy okay yeah, so, clumsy is a good word a clumsy film really so i thought it, it meant well and at the end they do the whole this is you know they give you all the facts mm. about the various characters and i thought well that's actually quite interesting so probably if there'd been a book about it i might be it might have more a bit more my bag well yeah, yeah so yeah yeah, you're like it reminds it me a bit of the film Tag, where they talked about it was <laughs> it was an a- adaptation of the, this group of friends who have been playing the same game of Tag for like you know twenty years yeah. or something. And I remember saying that I watched the watched the film, and the most engrossing bit was the bit of the end where they showed the real people playing Tag as opposed to the actual film. Yeah. So is it kind of like where you're watching you're reading the blurb at the end and you're like, why did you make a film of that? Yeah, I found it more interesting. Um, yeah, there, there's a, so I paused a few times when it had all this screen on the screen, thinking, well, why didn't they do more about that? But so, yeah, I found it, it it probably meant well, but mm-hmm. it, to me it didn't quite deliver. Yeah. So I would give it a, 
I would say it was an okay. So on that, on our grading that we've established, I would yeah. give it a two because it was okay, but it wasn't. I yeah. didn't feel it was that entertaining because I could have easily started reading my book halfway through and just you know let it drift on in the background. But I kept watching it. Mm. But it wasn't enough for me to say, okay, I'm watching this. I'm not gonna yeah. be fiddling around with anything else. Oh, so yeah. it didn't hold my attention the way it ought, maybe. So I would give it a two. Yeah, All right. I think I think you've put that very well. You've explained the whole thing really well, Shan, because I was like that. It was like, you know, sometimes you can watch something and you get engrossed and you think what's going on there, but it didn't really have yeah. that. It didn't have that. So yeah, so I'm 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 with Sharon on on that one too. But I forgot to say I did watch something house, unless I reviewed it last week, but maybe I'll ask Sharon and she can catch up with it. A film called Um On High Ground. So if you see that, and that's on Sky, so okay, so oh, I might do that one next. Okay, week. because I know I noticed that Sean, you just went, you went. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I watch things, and I should I should write them down, toes, and I should write them down because I yeah. see these things, and I don't, and I, I forget. Well, a, a bit know. like a bit like those books that you have up in like you know your attic that, uh, yeah. that have all your ratings of the films you you watched when you saw them in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> revive that. Revive yeah. Sean's, Sean's film diary. That's what I have okay. to do. George's <laughs> Viewery Diary. Okay, cool. So that is two for Edge of the World. And now we're going to go back to cinema to watch Sweetheart. A Sweetheart. film that, obviously, uh, once again, we have to give... I, I shouldn't just always so sort of, like bag on the View Cinema and Redditch. I should also give props to the Cineworld Cinema on the Isle of Wight for showing <laughs> the smaller films. A film that I didn't even know, I know nothing about. So, Sweetheart, what is this, Sean? Okay, basically, it's a... Uh, I, I guess you'd call it a... Um... A teen angst drama, you know. Um, basically, this family go goes away uh, to a holiday camp, which I've actually been to years ago. You know, caravan holiday camp, typical holiday caravan thing. And there's this 17 year old girl. So a um, British film. A British film, yeah. yeah okay. So, and there's a 17 year old girl. She's obviously 17. She's um, she's uh, one of those. Yeah, she, she's a lesbian, and but she's she's got all the teenage and angst, and there's a uh, she sort of there's this lifeguard there, this nice lifeguard girl lifeguard um, that she's got a crush on, but she's really horrible to it. It's just lots and lots of situations in this this caravan park. But mm-hmm. That's the main story, so I won't go too much in that because it's all the other stuff. The family, she's got the mum and says, "Oh, you know, you may you, you may be a lesbian, but well, you don't have to dress like a boy." Do you know what I mean? And is that <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And the mum, the mum was fantastic. I don't think there's any of these. I didn't recognise any of the act, the actors, but the acting was absolutely, absolutely first class. And the mother, um, I, 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 I should write down the cast, shouldn't I? But um, I could really, really relate and recognise of these summer holidays because there's a there's a there's a nine year old girl and there's a, a, a another sibling, an older sibling that's married and her husband and she's pregnant, the older sibling. And basically, it's just like a uh, well, it's, it's like family holidays, really. It's like family holidays. You know, you get the rows; they're all funny and like storming offs and people trying to, and and people trying to make the peace and people. And it was, yeah, I I could really relate to this sort of holidays. I've been on a few camping holidays when I was younger, and you always get the the little odd rows, and you know, they all go to the 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 entertainment park in the evening and. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. A magi- they got the magician, you know, all the cheesy magicians. And it, the cheesy is, is it kind of, kind of like, like a Butlins? Kind of like- yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah basically, it's, a Butlins. it's yeah. like, it's like a, yeah, Caravan Park. It's like, you know, Thornest or somewhere like that. So they go down there and the daughter's like, oh, you know, getting really, really fed up. Well, I'm going to go and hang out with some 
so, um, so she sort of wanders off and tries to hang out with these people and she you know people make a pass at her whatever and things oh. and so it's yeah yeah, so Sean, I was just going to say, so everything you're saying, I'm hearing, and this might be a dirty word in some context or dirty term in some context. I'm hearing coming of age movie. Coming of age movie. Yeah, probably. probably yeah, yeah, it would be a coming of age. But I don't think they really come of age. So I don't know if it would be. I don't know if it could be a come of age movie because it just, just ends like, you know, like a, yeah. a holiday romance or, you know, and it's like. I've been when when you're that age and you've been in situations. Shall I do it? What shall I do? Or I, I, I'll get drunk because they're all getting drunk. I don't really yeah. drink, but I want to look one of the thing and stagger back and 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 throw up. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. I'll come back. Not meaning to, but you get into situations and you because you're that age, you don't want to be like. And she's really really clever, and she's yeah. with with this bunch of like local lads who are like, oh yeah, what? and she says about. Oh, what do you think? Because she's really quiet. And then she says something about the universe and all that like that. And they all go, ooh, professor. You know what I mean? And so she's like, she's like super smart. But then this other girl sort of quite interested in that. So, yeah, I really, really related to this film. I didn't know anything about it. I just figured I'd, I'd, I'd go to see it. And it was, I could relate to everything. These little small indie films sometimes are really, really good. Yeah. And as I say, I thought the acting was absolutely terrific. And I was convinced, I was convinced by... The, I seriously was convinced because sometimes I can look at these things and think no and I could just think yes okay I see that I can see what the mother's trying to do and it's really really good because although she's the you know you could sort of think well she's had a bit of a tough time she's trying to do the best you know she's giving the money and all that but you know and she's got some foibles yeah so right so, yeah. It, I think the mum might be played by Sofia Martino. right who, okay who you would know as Sylvie from the TV show Loki Oh, oh, right. Okay. Okay. All oh, right. I thought, you know, I thought, I thought, I thought, I, 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 she looked so familiar. She looked so familiar. And that's what I couldn't understand. That's what I was thinking. But she looked so different as well. Oh. Oh, so, yeah. All right. So, cool. Yeah. So, I, 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 I like this, my film. Yeah. I so, how many good. stars did you give it? I give this one. I'm going to have to give this one. I did enjoy it. I thought it was convinced that it was everything else, but it wasn't like wow. So this is going to get one of our threes, I think. On our on our, which I really like our current basing system. I think it's really yeah. good. So this is going to, this is going to get a good three. Yeah, but but a three could mean that Sean likes it very 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 much. <laughs> um, so um, okay. So I, I was just going to say that that was uh, sweetheart. Sounds good. I will try and find that. I'll try yeah, and catch that. Yeah. When it eventually comes onto a street, a streaming platform, it's because it's just yeah. I was just going to say it's. It, I, th I think it probably will be more more of a streaming film, but you know, it's like it's like those other films. It's like Leave No Trace. It's all these yeah yeah not big blockbusters. I find quite quite intriguing. Tiny, tiny indie mm. gems. Yeah yeah, but uh, but also the thing of the thing with it is okay. How this tiny indie, but also I'm not sure if you've noticed, but the the time between a film being in cinema and becoming onto a streaming platform has shortened yeah. dramatically mm. like free guy we we um we reviewed oh, free, guy, free like, guy yeah we, we reviewed free <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> i that's you know right yeah i know go on going about the yeah, stream it's, it's, it's on it's mm. on disney plus already yeah it's on disney it. plus already and it was it Is was it yeah yeah, free yeah guys that on didn't disney take plus long. we reviewed there like uh, i don't know mm. four weeks ago or something mm. that's so, right yeah, so Someone, it's still I, I, at the cinema at Newport. You can still see it at the yeah, cinema. Yeah, it's still at the cinema over here. Cinema, it's already yeah. on Disney Plus. 
free guy. Yeah, that was great. We liked that, didn't we? Yeah, free, free guy was remember. fun. Free guy was a lot yeah. of fun. Free guy was a lot of fun. All right, cool. So now we go back to Netflix. We go to Netflix, and this is something. So you know how we have started realizing that different, um, different streaming platforms have seemed to make certain formats their own mm. like how um amazon is all about the time loop comedy or the time loop film amazon's like we would do the time loop thing and um netflix seemed to be going anthology do- documentaries like we had the history of curse words where they go into one thing and they go yeah they go and they're, they're doing a new one with rob Lowe, which is going to be called um uh, the world's greatest film tropes where they go Ooh. through and like and each one of them they sort of pick a trope and they go through the whole thing and so Netflix seems to be doing this and this is one that they've decided to do on pop music called This Is Pop and, yeah and each each episode has a different topic that they go in has a different presenting style so it goes all the way from the first one is called the boys to men effect and it talks about boys to men who were an American close harmony group in the 90s and how the effect that they had on the whole music industry and how after when you look at it after boys to men all the boy bands started looking like boys to men but there was the the there's uh, there's a slightly sort of like well there's a there's a, there's a race connotation to it where they had boys to men who were black and then they they did the whole thing and everybody loved them but then they then they essentially went and the music industry took a whole bunch of guys put them together who were white but dressed like boys to men did everything like boys to men and they became bigger than boys to men <laughs> and so uh, throughout the whole thing they have the oh, members of boys to men who they're covered in and so i think some of these so there's one on boys to men there's one on brit pop there's one on festivals and house festivals became big there's one about country music and how countries can get all all um stuff and so there there's differing levels of interest and different levels of how great each some of them are there's one that focuses on um protest songs that seems to but it seems to you know the guy hosier he did the song take me to church yeah and they they sort of they sort of place hosier as the way they treat they treat him almost as as like, you know the 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 patron saint of protest songs and i don't understand how they what, how they came to that there's one about a, a building in america called the trill building that had a lot of hit make did a lot of hits in like the 60s and all that but for me the standout episode the one that i loved the most is one called auto tune and auto tune it was uh, it's Autotune is, have you ever heard a song recently in the couple of year, in the last couple of years where you're listening to it and when the person is singing, it sounds a bit robotic. Like, yep. think about, yeah, think about, like Cher did a couple of those, didn't she? With Bang on, Sharon. Cher. Yeah. Cher, Cher was, the, was the big first one when she came Do you believe with, in love? Believe. Was that the one? Yes. And, yeah. Autotune was, and Autotune was this thing where this guy came up with it and the whole idea behind it is that somebody could sing badly in rehearsal or sing badly in the studio and then you can just change it and make them sound good. And that, but that wasn't what he that that, and he just did it as a like as an experiment to see if he could do it. But the people started using this thing. And there's a guy called T Pain. He's a hip hop, um, hip hop um, artist called T Pain who took auto tune and started and that became his signature sound. When T Pain was singing, it would sound robotic. It would sound like and that was kind of his. But he used it in I think quite a clever way, and he did a lot of big hits. But then all of a sudden, everybody started using it, and then there was this backlash. There was this backlash against Autotune, and it all fell on T-Pain's head. And <laughs> they all started saying T-Pain killed music, and he tells this story about how he was on a plane with another music artist, Usher, and Usher called him over and says, you know, you really effed music up. You really effed music up for all the real singers. You've messed the whole thing up. You're rubbish. And he's and he starts talking about how he goes, he, he went into a, 
essentially a four-year depression because he started thinking oh have i really messed music up have i and that for me that episode was like you know when you're watching something and you feel okay i feel like i'm getting something here i feel like yeah i'm, mm. I'm seeing something that i would not have seen otherwise i've and I just, I loved that episode because it actually told me something about an era of music that I was alive for, that I was kind of aware of, mm. but it told me things that I didn't know about it. And it's, and if and nothing else, it makes T-Pain, makes me think, you know what? I think I have a lot of respect for T-Pain. I've actually gone and started listening to his albums again and going, you know <laughs> what? A lot of the hate this guy got was not warranted. It was not warranted. <laughs> so I would recommend This Is Pop, but as i said some are better than others so all in all i'll give the series a three i'll mm -hmm. give this as pop a three um because some of them i loved i love the boys to men one i love the autotune one <laughs> some of them were is it, a bit, yeah. is it mainly based on the american music and is it global because it's i know it's you said there's a Britpop pop one because i yeah. might but i don't know a lot of american music because i tend to I, went a bit british indie in the 80s and i haven't really come back from that <laughs> <laughs> well there, there is there's an episode called the stockholm effect or it might actually be called stockholm syndrome which is all it's about the fact that of ever since abba for some reason sweden has become a pop music powerhouse where pretty much any big star that you think of has gone to sweden to get to go work with producers in Sweden and so get things produced there and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And that's that's quite good. So I, I think it's good because you get to go into a whole bunch of different areas that you might not have known that much about. Yeah. And, that, yeah. Yeah, that's quite good. That actually that, that type of thing's quite good, isn't it? When you can yeah. go to Yeah. It so, sort of leads you down yeah, it leads you to, to another place. Cool. Yeah, it leads you to another place. It teaches you something that you didn't know beforehand. It's pretty cool. All right, cool. And now we do not have a third thing in the cinema because everybody's running scared from Bond, from the best Bond movie that's ever been made. But, <laughs> okay. but now we go to Pennyworth season two. Pennyworth. Now, Sean, mm. I remember you came in raving oh. and singing the yeah. praises of Pennyworth season one. And you couldn't yeah, yeah, yeah. get enough of it. I think you actually even gave it a five. And, I think I probably did, yeah. And... and uh, okay, cards on the table. The fact that it's taking you this long to watch season two <laughs> makes me think that we might be in for a little bit of th there's a, a little bit of air is being let out of the balloon. So, Sean, <laughs> tell us Pennyworth season two. What did you think? Pennyworth season two. Okay, let, let's get so so basically it carries on. It's a few it's a few months after um, the first Pennyworth, and you've got you've got the league fighting the the, the queen's queen's government, and basically so so there's a civil war. And the only places left which the Queen has got control of is, is uh, like Cornwall, Norfolk and London itself. And there's a bit of a neutral zone. And you've, again, you've got all the characters turn up like Alistair Crowley. And, oh, wow. and the, the, prime, the prime minister is an archbishop and they want to get rid of him. So they, they try to say, oh, you know, can you uh, they say to Alistair Crowley or, oh, you know, can you come up with something to corrupt him <laughs> so well, like, he's, like, un do he's uncorruptible you know so anyway oh, yeah. but let's just uh, so, so yeah so they're like oh alistair can do this if anyone can if anyone can corrupt the archbishop alistair can um and in this as well you've still got you've got uh, um, uh martha martha who, who's going to become well they get married they do oh. get married in this i'll tell you this and um martha wayne martha wayne yeah so oh, yeah, martha okay. wayne you've got martha wayne and batman she become she becomes pregnant and Ooh. yes right <laughs> yes but i mean anyway that that's towards the end but there's like a 
a wow factor in it at the end on the, the last episode of this, but I am not going to say... Pardon? I'm not going to say girl. nothing. I'm not going to say a thing. Um, but let's say, uh, yeah, no, this was... I, I wouldn't so say it was... because 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 this is kind of it's it's kind of like the younger days of Batman's eventual Butler. I think it's yeah yeah, but it seems to be a slightly different universe. So yeah, it, it's it, yeah. just uh, it sounds like almost like an alternate timeline of different things. Happening. Yeah, I think I think an alternate timeline. And but there's some great Paloma Faith as Bet is absolutely absolutely I love oh, I yeah. love Bet. She I yeah she was she's, in it. yeah and she goes all right ducks you know what I mean oh don't oh what's the matter she's she's absolutely fabulous absolutely brilliant love her the bits. And her and her sister, sister and Peggy. So they play Bet and Peggy, and they're like, you know, they they um they stomp around and do, yeah, no, uh, there's so much going on in it, so so much going on, uh, I, um, lots and lots of different episodes, and I liked most of them. There were a few which were were a bit dull, but uh, yeah, the the oh yeah, they've got the um the the league has created this weapon and the, the army's back in the league and you've got uh they've got this this weapon which somebody has to take and it might you know i don't know if this thing's if i don't recognize it as a batman character but an, okay you know, like a like a superhero type thing or should we say a robotic thing with that you know so you've got like a little bit of a backstory there but it is really it, it, really it, intriguing it's really, really intriguing. So. I, I always find it funny, sure, when you're talking about something and I can I can see you trying to talk around spoilers. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's and okay. I, I can almost see you walk. I can see you walk up to the spoiler and go, oh, no, no, can't no, say no, that. No, no, okay, okay, no, 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 can't say that either. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly this right. This gate flashes down like, can't yeah. there. That's why I shoot off a little random. So let me calm down a little bit. I'm going to calm down a little bit for the last couple of minutes and just, just we go for this. So, yeah, basically, so you've got the story. You've got the two... Two different factions fighting each other. You have got Pennyworth; he sort of plays both sides, and yeah. he's he's got uh, one of his old captains comes, and so he does other little jobs on the side, like robberies and and things that go wrong. And and all Pennyworth wants to do is he just wants to get to, to America. He just wants to get to America, and he's so he manages to get all this money, and then something happens which may have been staged by one or other thing so he loses all the money and his mates do some of the money goes oh, what we're gonna do oh we've got to do another job so mm. this is how it basically that's the story oh and um you've got lucius fox turned up in this one oh lucius yeah lucius he's like he's the one that discovers the 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 thing <laughs> anyway <laughs> So yeah, the, the, okay, that, you see, even when I was wondering what we're talking about, that was, that was Sean just was backing just, away yeah. rapidly from a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> that was driving so, all the way up to a spoiler, putting the kind of reverse yeah. and getting, getting out of there. <laughs> so one of the missions is the old, old Lucius. He's like, uh, I need to get out fast. So they go to to uh, obviously they go to Pennyworth to to do the job, you know. And there's yeah. this really horrible horrible character. Oh yeah, Lord, the Lord gets killed. And the person who takes power is like a really nasty Nazi, little round glasses, you know, typical oh, yeah, 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 white yeah. ring. Not very nice, nice um, person at all. But all bet he was a nasty Nazi. Basically, yeah. It's basically it's it's like a, it's like a you know slimy like. Yeah. Even amongst them, he's nasty. Right. Nasty, yeah, yeah. As, he's, as opposed he's, to. He's not, yeah, as a nice Nazi. No, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I like my alliteration, yeah. So, <laughs> but I'm just going to say this one. So, but anyway, uh, he manages to get sorted by 
Paloma and her sister, so by betting, so they managed to to yeah, and Peggy. But yeah, so, quite quite save the day. But yeah, you know, so yeah, no, this is good. I love this. I love this as well. This was. I mean, I don't know why it took me so long to see it. Really, um, I I think because I saw the a, a long while ago. I saw the first couple of episodes, and then I managed to catch a couple more, and then I decided, right, okay, I'm going to really get into this. So yeah, I I did enjoy this one as well. There's some new characters in there. Um, yeah, I don't know where it's going to go. So I don't know if they will, they will do a third season, but it was certainly. Um, it was certainly intriguing. So I'm going to give this. I'm going to give this one a four. I'm going to Ooh. give this one a four because I really, really did like this one as well. So, so even though even though it took me a while to watch it, so four for Pennyworth. Now, yes. now Pennyworth was a show that when they first announced it, I was like, okay, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel mm. because mm. there's there's um there's they actually make a joke about it in Teen Titans Go to the Movies, which even though it's a cartoon, it's one of the funniest satires of the whole superhero thing that I have seen. Eat your Deadpools. I don't care. Teen Titans go to the movie. It's hilarious. And they have a bit where they're going to watch the Batman movie. And they're like, the new Batman movie called Batman again. <laughs> and before, before the film starts, they have all these previews and they go, and now finally, the one that he's been, be, he's been beside Batman this whole time. And Robin is like, yes, finally, they're going to make a movie about me. And they go, no, it's Alfred, the butler. Alfred. <laughs> and then they go, and then, and then they go next, next one. And it's like, what's the, what, the next movie is going to be Batmobile, the movie. And after they go utility belts, the movie, <laughs> and they just joke about how they just keep making all these yeah. different things on the. And I thought Tennyson was, I mean, not Tennyson, Pen, Pennyworth was going to be one of those. I thought Pennyworth was going to be one of those because I'm like, why are you making the thing? But it sounds like they've come up with something a bit different. It's, it's, it's yeah, a bit unique. And I mean, the one thing, and, and I meant to say that, and I forgot to say about it, was that I just love where it's set. So it's set in 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 in. Written a version of in, I'm assuming, yeah, a version, yeah, a version where the police have guns, and the but the music is real modern music as well. So like in the nightclubs, you got that. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's great. It's a real, real um, enigma, really. So yeah, so you know, all stuff. The different stuff. Yeah, right. Like and so we get to the point of the show where we try and figure out who has won this week. We have done this by averages because we had two things in the cinema, three things at home on Netflix. So, Sean, Sharon, now this is where Sharon's trying to do it. You can see it on her face, the mental <laughs> that she's trying to do. And go, hang on, what did we say? What did we give that? What did we give that? Who do you guys think won today? Netflix or cinema? Uh, I'm going to say... I think cinema. Oh, it's tough on that. I don't know because yeah we got what do we get for yeah 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 we could be looking at cinema but I reckon it might even even with the averages well no because there can't be a point five because I mm, yeah cinema <laughs> cinema cinema by point five cinema by point five that this is Sean Sean showing his memory or maybe just showing like you showed us last week your ability to read minor Sharon's <laughs> mind. So, <laughs> Going, I'm going, they're going to watch that. They're going to watch that. I'm going to watch that. So it's like, yes, you are right. On the averages, cinema has got it by 0.5. It would have been worse if we didn't have three things because we had started with No Time to Die, which I have given four, and Edge of the World with two. So, yeah, 
then Sweet Tooth with three, this is Pop with three. So at that point, if we're looking at total stars, Cinema was ahead by two. And then Pennyworth came up and gave it with a four to sort of say, come on, come, <laughs> come on, on Netflix and friends, I'll drag you on my back. We can totally do this. <laughs> so yeah, so this week, this week it is Cinema that has won. But um, but yeah, I would say, guys, you guys go, go watch No Time to Die. Go, go watch No Time to Die. We will. I, we'll, I look we'll forward to tomorrow. hearing what you guys think yeah. and to see whether, whether I'm all alone. <laughs> I'm all alone. <laughs> See what I'm all alone in this. So yeah, um, Sean. Any more picture quiz? Um, no, no, that's it for the that's picture it. quiz at the moment. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll save it till next week, and I'll get it's Sharon's turn next week. It's Sharon's turn to get her, and we'll, well see you. You normally they're even, Stevens. Yeah, where but, um, we both yeah. have a, a fair go at them. Fair go at them. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, so. If you want to do something from like a, a musical. You, you want a musical? I had something else. I had something else in mind, but or a costume got... drama of some kind. But yeah. you no, know, we've had a couple of those as well. So you know, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm I'm easy about that. Okay, we shall find some things. But right, def- cool. It's definitely you next week because you know I'm uh, yeah yeah. So. All, all right, cool. So in that case, until next week, when it, it, will we have Dune? Will we have Dune next week? Or is it going to be two we weeks after James Bond and then teased at Newport because they did they reshowed the 1984 Dune mm. in the cinema? Oh, the cinematic that's release. what happened. Dune, it's, like, it's a David Lynch Dune, which I like, but it, I'm not. I don't want to see that one so close to the new one. Mm. Well, well, I think I actually think seeing it that close to the new one doesn't do the old one any favors because no. even the trailer of the new one, you're looking at going, okay, this is a totally different proposition. This is this is looking quite good. All right, cool. So until next week, when we'll figure out what it is that's what's happening, we'll see some stuff at, in on the Isle of Wight. I'll probably see nothing in the cinema in in Redditch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a goodbye for me. It's a goodbye for me. And it's a good from my from me. Um, Sharon, if you do get a chance. Just out of interest on Sky, if you do, if you it is time and you can catch it, it's called um, On High Ground. On High Ground, okay. Or something like that, yeah. Okay, so that's everything. Thank you very much for those of you who join us on Facebook. Uh, We will see you next week. Bye.